0: Welcome to the Inspired Teacher's Guide podcast. We are Kim Wilkins and Laura Woldridge, just two teachers trying to podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Our goal is to help you by discussing a variety of topics that will help you as a whole in the same way we want to focus on the whole child. On this podcast, we will be talking in and outside the classroom. So today
1: is really highlighting the goal of our podcast to address the whole teacher. The content of this episode is about getting and staying healthy. Our guest mm-hmm. today is.
0: Oh, hold on. Let me drum roll. I... Today, um... today our guest. Is... Today our
1: guest is Lindsay She. <laughs> hey.
2: Lindsay. Yay, that was so good.
1: Thank you. <laughs> We are happy to have you. We're so glad you're with us today.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And, um, I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, good. Um, well,
0: we need you to help us be healthy this year. Mm-hmm. So and, and stay healthy. And stay healthy. Because I am a fine, well, I used to be. I'm not even a person who can get healthy anymore, but to oh, stay healthy is the yes. hard part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can We're work th- on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, will you start us off um, and tell us a little bit of your story, your background, your positions, all that good stuff?
2: Sure. So my name is Lindsay Sheets. I'm a family nurse practitioner in Paragould, Arkansas. Nursing was not my first degree. I actually started all the way over as an LPN and worked my way up to where I am now. I was an LPN in family practice, and then I became an RN and worked in ICU and urgent care. My first job as a nurse practitioner was in a hospital in emergency medicine. I have been in family practice for about eighteen months now, and my have I learned a whole lot um, <laughs> with 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 this. So um, that's that's kind of where I came from. But as far as you know my interest in health and and helping people with becoming healthy and sometimes doing it in an orthodox way, started after my third child was born Um, I was breastfeeding at the time he was not gaining weight appropriately and having some other issues and so the search was on for what I could do to fix it and to help him I ended up on a dairy-free diet eventually was dairy and soy free which was miserable Um, He continued to have issues. My mental health was not good. Um, And in addition to that, I was overweight when I was pregnant, had gained 50 pounds with his pregnancy. And so I started trying everything I could to help both of us. So somewhere in doing all of that, I found answers for both of us. um, And a really a love for helping other people become their best selves. If I had the time, I think I would become certified in functional medicine approaches or treating the root cause of really why our bodies do what they do. Uh, maybe someday I'll have mm-hmm. I'll have time to go back and do that.
0: That's right. You can keep on growing. Yeah. Man. You have three babies. Yeah. I do have three babies. I'm You're, a little busy. Your <laughs> yeah. plate is overflowing. It is. So, Man, Lindsay, I just, I had the same connection, many struggles with breastfeeding and You said that, you know, impacted your mental health. I can so relate with you on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay comes from a family of educators. So I actually taught with her mother in my very first year of teaching. We were fourth grade teachers together. And
1: you taught her sister.
0: And I taught her sister, (laughs) and her dad was my principal. And one day, here's a funny story. Picture those cabinets that have two doors. You know, they open up, and I was posting these cute little things on the doors. And I plopped down to the bottom, and my pants ripped like down the (laughs) middle. Um, and my students are right behind me and I turned around and I remember Bailey, I was like, Bailey, give me your coat. And so she gave me her coat. And I walked outside to your mother and I said, Go home and get me some of Lindsay's (laughs) (laughs) jeans. I do not remember that. That's so funny. You you may not have (laughs) even known about it. um, Because I'm guessing you were in high school and I was Mm. like, I can wear her clothes and I need some clothes today. (laughs) That's great. Thankful that you have spent time with us. We have questions for you and um, are just super excited to get your input. So, yeah. So, the
1: first thing we wanted to talk about, Lindsay, was diet. I'm a serial dieter. <laughs> I, I promise you, I, if it's a crazy diet, I've done it or made it up. I did a diet where I just, I, I didn't eat until my blood sugar dropped to 80. I mean, that's, I'm embarrassed to tell you that. That's not that's not great. <laughs> yeah. It was not smart. But anyway, I, I jokingly say I've been on a diet since 1984, but that's probably not a joke. It's probably pretty accurate. So why don't you talk to us about healthy diet lifestyle and what we need to really focus on rather than going on a diet or taking your blood sugar and not eating until it drives Jamie. <laughs>
2: okay. So I, I think diet is like the new four letter word or just not not something nice anymore. Um it's it's used as like a hate word, you know, when you mentioned going on a diet. Um so the, the goal would be Instead to be, you know, have a healthy eating lifestyle, not necessarily going on a diet. And it, you know, it seems like we live in this world where every time we turn on the TV or turn on our radio, there's this new fad, whether it's a supplement, whether it's a, the new actual diet, whether it's meal plans or the newest thing that seems to be out is this injection that, you know, helps you lose weight. Um... And, and those are okay, but overall the goal should be just eating healthy and having a healthy lifestyle. Um, and some some things may work for some people, and you may have friends that things work for, but not everything works for everyone. Um, with that being said, teachers specifically, you are busy all day at work, and then you probably go home to having busier lives, and that can make it hard to stay on track with healthy eating. So, sometimes you're missing a chance to eat a well-balanced diet because of your busy lifestyle. One thing you could do to help with that is meal prepping. You know, even if you don't prep, hey, on Sunday, say, I'm going to prep for every day this week, I'm going to prep breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You don't have to do that. You can benefit yourself by having three to five days prepped of healthy options ahead of time. That can save you time, money, and poor choices. It can also save you during those times of potluck or celebratory weeks at work that we all love, and we get all kinds of sweets and donuts and not the healthiest of food choices whenever you're in that period of really trying to eat your best. In addition to this, I would recommend logging a food diary, um, at least when starting out, there are some free apps that can help you do that, just to see where most of your intake is coming from. And then I do still stand by the recommendation of getting at least sixty-four ounces of water per day. Avoid sodas, avoid energy drinks, and those sugary coffee beverages that we
1: all love to have every day. <laughs> Saves money too if you leave those yeah. on,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just has an idea come to my mind, but. I've been dabbling in that intermittent fasting thing. What's your thoughts on it? And would you see benefits in me doing that, et cetera? Just give me your thoughts, please.
2: Sure. So, I mean, I personally do intermittent fasting. um, And I think that's great. Um, for a lot of people, I think I would be really cautious if you have diabetes um, or if you're at risk for your blood sugar dropping below 80 <laughs> or, you know, those are those are times I would avoid that. Otherwise, I think intermittent fasting is great. I think it's training your body to only, you know, eat at certain times of the day. Over time, you generally get used to that, um, but you have to know yourself and some people just can't do that some people they have to have breakfast like they just can't go without Mm -hmm. it their body just it it can't they can't function Mm -hmm. um overall i think it's great um as long as you tolerate it
0: yeah we don't need to pass out no
2: yes please don't do that
1: no
0: (laughs) i've also fallen off of a stool in front of children I don't know if it was your sister's or not. Your mom probably remembers because I was bleeding up my nose. with with that, so but I'm just picture. I picture a. This is very dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's um, great symbolism for my teaching. Yeah, I love it. But no, I mean, like we don't need to be. if, If we feel uncomfortable, we as teachers don't need to be pushing ourselves to do things just to do it. You know, like you said, I guess you know, we got to find out what works for us.
1: So are are there, are there foods that we should, besides sugary coffee beverages and energy drinks, are there foods that we should, um, limit? Like, you know, some people don't eat carbs and some people really have up the protein. And so
2: I think, you know, there have been, there's so many options for different diets between low carb and keto. And then, I mean, you could just some diets limit, you know, like the Atkins that people used to do would limit like whole food groups like fruits and vegetables for an extended period of time. That is for a short period of time, maybe. But to make that your lifestyle, I mean, we weren't created to. I mean, the foods are here. I mean, they were they're grown. I mean, carbs are grown. Starchy foods are grown. So they've been put there for us to eat. I think you should. Maybe watch how much you consume, again, based on if if your medical history is if you have diabetes or if you have kidney or liver problems. You have to be careful about those things. But just in general, I think you should eat food from every single food group every single day. Heavy the color- on the vegetables um, and, and fruits are great, lighter on the carbs and fats, but every single food group every single day.
1: Have you ever heard of Trim Healthy, Mama?
2: That I have. Um, I have. Now, I'm not super familiar
1: with it, but I have heard of that. Yes. Well, I've done that.
2: I've read that <laughs> okay. book. <laughs>
1: okay. But really, their premise is, if you're going to eat carbs, just don't eat a lot of fat. And if you're going to have a meal that's high in fat and protein, limit the carbs. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Have three hours between those, what they, cons- they call them fuelings. So in between those, so is that reasonable?
2: I think so. I, I think it's reasonable. And there are so many, I mean, so much research out there that shows that, you know, you, just, you mentioned the three hours between meals, that the six small meals a day are are recommended. And I think if if that can work in your schedule, and I understand it can't work in everybody's schedule, but if that works for your schedule, if you can make that happen, I really think that's best because you don't. Have enough time between those small meals to really get hungry again. So you're suppressing that hunger. You're still fueling your body with what you should be eating. um, And that's probably one of the healthiest ways um, that you could be as far as eating and diet.
1: Okay.
0: I've listened to a lot of Kelly Levesque. I don't know if you've ever seen her. She's big on smoothies, but doing them in the healthy way. She says, you need a protein, a carb, a fat, oh gosh, and a green to shut off all those hunger hormones. Right. Um, and so when I'm on my A game, I look at my plate and I think, okay, do I have a protein? Just And, and doing, like you said, just not a ton of it, but a, a balance of those things. I think about us as teachers. We might have these long stretches of time. And then by one o'clock, I'm ravenous. Me too. And so thinking about, I don't know it, what don't know That's said, when like,
2: you make poor choices, though. Yes. You know, you let yeah. yourself get to that point. You're starving and you're going to grab anything and everything in, inside.
0: And go get yeah. those rolls from the cafeteria and go to town. <laughs> but I just think that that's something we need to be mindful of as teachers is thinking about fueling and and trying to really feed our bodies so that those dips don't happen in our day because people get moody yeah (laughs) I
1: really try I really try and I'm not very good at it but I really try to live by the 80 20 rule Mm -hmm. 80 percent of the time I try to make really good choices and that other 20 percent I just you know I'm just not going to count that perfect and that's 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 life.
2: You know, you can't be perfect 100% of the time, 365 days a year. You have birthdays, you go on vacation, you want to celebrate things and you have to give yourself those times to eat what you want. I mean, and be happy about it and not be so hard on yourself all the time. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. You got to give yourself grace, I think. Mm -hmm. And you know, the whole history of the world has been times of just regular lifestyle, fueling your body, and then feasts. You know, in the Bible, there's all these feasts. And in the Old Testament, they would have these times of feasting. And I think we do that too. It's not really religious, but, you know, we have the holidays. We have feasts. But not every meal is a feast. So I think I we
0: need to teach ourselves that. No, I need to learn that over and over. Just eat some peanut butter. With <laughs>
2: it's a cycle. It's just a cycle.
1: Yeah. 80-20,
0: Laura. 80-20. There you
1: go. All right. So, I've read a lot about our soil being depleted and um, you know, maybe the foods we're raising in some instances aren't as healthy as they were in many years past. So what kinds of supplements do we need to take um, to, to, and also we don't always make the right choices. So what Mm -hmm. are some supplements that we need to include to help us, our bodies have the right amount of vitamins and nutrients.
2: Sure. So, you know, along with diet, of course, goes supplements. Um, And historically, our, like you said, you know, our culture used to eat whatever we grew, whatever we gathered, that was our meal. Um, Then along came convenience, processed products. Um, And these items, they have their place in today's world. Um, But if all you eat are prepackaged, ready to go, processed foods, you're not getting the nutrients that you need to function at your best. So because of that, I recommend most people take a multivitamin daily. And then during COVID, a lot of research was done on vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. Um, Vitamin C and zinc are known immune boosters. Teachers, you're regularly exposed to those germ-carrying, snotty little (laughs) students. and you need all the help you can get um, for your immunity. So vitamin D, it's you know something else that I mentioned. It's a fat-soluble vitamin. It's found in foods, and it's also found in being in the sun. However, because, A, we don't eat like we should, and we're missing the nutrient from food, the B, we also do not spend the, the amount of time in sunlight that – We used to as a culture, you know, we're not in the fields, we're not doing our laundry outside. The majority of the population, I think we're inside all day. And so we're missing that vitamin D. So vitamin D was studied during COVID. Um, It was studied to see if it was actually, it was good for immunity and and if it would help treat COVID. But it really, there was never a, a definite answer on whether it helped with that or not. But what vitamin D does do, is it works with calcium for bone health, as well as other things?
0: So, so research I guess that's why you see so many the calcium supplements. So many of them have vitamin D with it. Yes, it's a combo.
2: Um, and I know. I mean, I know there are plenty of teachers, educators that are men, but primarily, I would say that teachers are a group. Uh, Primarily women, um, women you're, we're at more risk for osteoporosis, so we need that vitamin D and calcium to help prevent osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, anything I, I recommend supplements, but this is based on someone who has a normal medical history. You know, you should always talk to your primary care provider before you start on supplements and talk to them about your individual situation. Um, I will say, when it comes to supplements, also is Do not be sucked into the vacuum of, oh, everyone needs to take five different vitamins or supplements five times a day um, because there's a lot of that out there. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But And then it's two, always read your labels. Always look, you know, something may say that it's healthy or that it works for something, but always pick it up and read the back of it and see what's actually being added to those supplements. Um, You'd be very surprised some of the things that they use to make the supplements or that they add to them that really aren't doing you any good. Mm -hmm. So is is
1: there a particular brand that we should maybe look for or do you know? I don't,
2: I don't have a particular brand that I would recommend. Um, Honestly, I mean, and I'm, I mean, some people would probably disagree, but whatever you can find at your Walmart, Walgreens, pharmacy, um, is probably going to be sufficient. Um, just make sure that you're checking the back of it and that all that's in it is all that you're looking for. And then there's, there's not five or 10 different added ingredients.
0: That's great advice.
2: Can you overdo it with supplements? Oh, you can. Um, you certainly can. And I have a, a funny story, not a funny story, a story about that. Um, Someone that I'm actually good friends with was taking all the supplements. I mean, I bet she took 10 or 12 supplements multiple times a day, thought she was doing great, had her yearly labs checked. And I was like, girl, you're like, your electrolytes are off. Your liver function is off. Your kidney function is off. Like, what are you doing? And so I got to researching all the supplements she was taking I had her stop her supplements, repeat her labs in like one or two months. Her labs were perfect.
0: Oh, wow! So,
2: you know, we we kind we slowly started, you know, different things back that she really, really wanted to take. And I mean, we're we're just going to keep monitoring her labs. But yeah, I mean, things that she really thought were helping her were
1: not at all. It's kind of scary with the liver, honestly. Oh, it is. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it is. But you have to think that filters, I mean, that that in your kidneys, I mean, that filters everything. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: you just have to be mindful of that.
0: I think I love that you said, you know, we were just monitoring it. I think that is something that we need to make sure we do, that we do go to the doctor. Yes. I think we as teachers many times are like, no, I'm too busy. I can't do it. Or I can't take Mm -hmm. off or whatever. And Yes, I agree. <laughs> yearly,
2: So yearly wellness visits, which, you know, if you're on, as, as far as I know, if you're on, you know, the teacher insurance or state insurance, they want you to have that, will, that yearly wellness exam. Um, but make sure you're going to do that. And when you do that, that they check labs on you. Um, because I, I don't think, I think in recent times, they're not requiring the labs that they used to. And so you may have a missed opportunity there if you don't ask your your provider to check those labs.
1: So it's just a general, just the general labs. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: And you can check. um, So most of these, you know, we talk supplements and vitamins. Most of of these levels can be checked with a basic lab. And so if you're curious as to what your vitamin D or your vitamin C level is, that's a, a simple blood test that you could have checked. Okay. Great, yeah.
0: So, Ooh, let's talk about some exercise. Oh my,
1: so, <laughs> going another day and not exercise.
0: You're okay, um, Kim and I. We both tend to be, tend to be all or nothing. That's right. That's pretty much every area in my life. But yeah, same. exercise. So what recommendations do you have for us concerning exercise? Because we know we need to do it, right? And we know we're busy. So, right. watch out for us, Lindsay.
2: So I think exercise is the other four-letter word in this, in this topic. Um, I like to say move your body on purpose because it just sounds so much nicer than exercise these days. Um, you know, it's less intimidating. So you can read research for hours on the benefits of exercise for your physical and mental health. And I know throughout the day, teachers have varying degrees of activity, um, just depending on what their position is. However, exercise in this sense is something that's done in addition to your regular daily activity. Okay. So the, right. The amount of exercise needed can vary depending on if you're wanting to lose or maintain weight, Um, But we know that exercise can reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease, reduce the risk of diabetes, and even some cancers, according to research that's out there. So the CDC actually recommends 150 minutes of exercise per week for maintaining your weight. Um, I would recommend this for someone who's just wanting to be healthier overall, you know, 30 minutes, five days a week. Um, But Don't think that you have to do all 30 minutes at one time. You can break that up into two 15-minute walks. You can do something for 10 minutes a day, three times a day to get that 30 minutes. I understand that you may be on your feet all day, and the last thing you want to do is go for a run before you go to work or after you go to work. So instead of having to go for a run or anything aggressive like that, consider Instead of sitting on the bench during your recess duty, walk around the playground. Keep free weights under your desk. Do some arm or leg movements with that. If you have a break for 10 minutes, consider yoga, Pilates. Play outside with your kids when you get home. Um, The goal is just to
1: move your body on purpose. You said weights. How important is weight training for women? Well, I'm sure there are men listening to this. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I know yeah. I'm older than you. I could be your mom. And I I know that weights are important for me, even though I'm not doing it like I Absolutely. should.
2: Absolutely, Yeah. And I'm not talking, you don't have to get 25 pound weights to be doing this. I'm talking like three to five pound weights, especially starting out. You don't want to use anything heavier than that. But, you know, we talked about osteoporosis. Um, light regular exercise can also help prevent osteoporosis. Oh. Weight training can help with that. So, I mean, yes, it's absolutely important. And sometimes you know, we just want to skip that part, we want to do cardio and go on. And I understand that. Um, but if you are not doing something to help maintain that muscle mass, you're not going to get the results that you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What about running?
2: I mean, I think, I think running is great. It's great for, you know, your whole body is moving. It's great for cardiovascular health. Um, I hate running um, personally, but I I think it's great. I mean, if, if you're someone, if you love running and that's what you want to do, then do it. I think it's great.
1: You don't think it's hard on a woman my age to do?
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, if it's you're wanting running. me to say that Not so that run. you don't have to run. It's hard on my knees. <laughs> yeah. Work.
2: It So it can be. And I will tell you, there's there's also research out there that says walking is just as beneficial for you as running.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. That's what I wanted to hear, Lindsay. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome for that. But even like, so I have some friends who just love to run, 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 but they also need to remember to lift some weights too. Yes.
2: You know, take a day or two off of running or maybe do a shorter run and do some free weights instead. You know, I mean twenty minutes and you could do free weights and be, be fine.
0: Okay, I just made you up something. So since exercise is a four letter word, you can just call it my bop because that's moving your body on purpose. Look <laughs> at you go. Yeah. Of course I, of course you would think of that. <laughs> yeah, with your patience. You can be like, All right, so we got this plan and you can it's <laughs> called <laughs> my bop. My bop. <laughs> i love it i'm gonna use it i'll start yeah. tomorrow all right i love it i always tell
1: myself i want to do yoga because it seems mm-hmm. so cool you know mm-hmm. i do yoga. I yoga. even have the mats and the blocks and my friend leslie teaches yoga really yeah so i to go to her class you should but try I, it out it's good i really think it's good for for you to do the stri- stretching and just the flexibility mm-hmm. and i don't know my I mind. think you would be surprised at how hard it is,
2: also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, I think, just write it off because they think uh, it's easy. It's not doing anything. But oh, no, it is not that easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it, it's not easy on my mind either to be still that long. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: me too. I'm well, a
0: hyper. speaking of our minds, let's talk about mental health. Teaching, many other professions can be extremely stressful. And um, while many, you know, we may not take the ba- our bag of papers home every night or whatever, we're mentally taking home. I, I would dream about my students and just spiral those you know, thoughts, worry about them. But what can we do, Lindsay, to improve that side? Like taking care of ourselves, our mental health and our emotional health.
2: Sure. So I have to also mention that exercise does play a role in mental health. So keep that in mind, too. I mean, again, research out there that shows when you exercise, you're releasing neurotransmitters in your brain that help promote happiness and joy. So that would be number one. You know, we've already talked about that. So I feel like I could talk about this subject and a need for an improvement in mental health throughout the society for days and days. Um, my patients that I see will tell you that I really think everyone should be talking to or seeing a counselor of some sort, just because of the world that we live in today. You know, our schedules, our lives, everything outside that is, is going on. Um, So, for teachers specifically, there's a few things. One thing is, I would encourage someone to find their person. Um, If you've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, um, Meredith and Christina would talk about being each other's person. I feel like you and um, Kim are each other's person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, the other half of my brain. There you go. on which half we are, but (laughs) yeah. yeah, Well,
2: each other on that. That's (laughs) neither here nor there. It's fine. (laughs) so and this can be you know your mentor if you're just starting out if you have someone you've worked beside for years who knows your ins and outs that's your person Um, or you know maybe it's someone that you used to work with but you still feel like you can talk to them and call them from time to time just having that person to confide in is so important to your mental health Um, I think it's also important to be able to separate work from home no, Lindsay. I know. I know, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> I know. And and I know it's easier said than done. Um and I can I relate to the struggle, but the reality is we're not made to be turned on to work 24 hours a day. Um I know sometimes there are papers or essays that you need to be you know grading at home that have something due by a deadline and that bleeds over into your home life which is okay every now and then. The goal is for that to not happen every day, to not be taking phone calls about work from sunup to sundown every day. So you have to be willing to set boundaries. If someone texts you, reply to them with, hey, I'm at my kid's game. I'll call you when I'm done. Or something that I've learned to do, set your phone to do not disturb when you're having family time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I mean, I realize completely this is easier said than done. Um, you know, we mentioned my dad is an administrator, my husband is self-employed. and so I, I know that 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 is a hard concept, um, but I also realize the importance of having that
0: mental break. So I, re- I have struggled with this forever, and this year, I took work email off my phone. Perfect. I am um, I was amazed at how often I would just click it. And so me just removing on my Gmail account, I just removed the account. Of course, I could go in there and log in. But I, w- I think I was just getting in the routine. If I was walking up the stairs, I would click Gmail and see if there was a work email. Well, why was it? It was going to be there tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this is the same thing. And this is a, another topic, but with with social media and things like TikTok or Facebook, like people, you actually, our brains are trained to, to like be addicted. And so it's almost like you get addicted to that click and seeing what's there. You have a notification, you want to click and you want to see what's there. We can't turn it off. Right. So you have to make yourself turn it off. That's a great idea.
0: And I did, um, I, my students, They used Google chat to talk to me. I didn't give up my phone number or anything. It was my school email, Google chat. And I set up a schedule of when that went on to do not disturb. And that was super helpful too. And I really used it as a lesson, you know, I mean, I could be cooking dinner and I would get a question, what pages were we supposed to read tonight? And I was really talking to them at the beginning of the year is, okay, I've set up this board um, where I'm writing down all your homework. So maybe snap a picture of it before you leave or what, you know, um, because at at five o'clock, my phone will be on do not disturb until tomorrow, you know? So just trying to do that. uh, It's not like I was always perfect on it, but it, I mean, and my family would probably say there was no difference in her this year, (laughs) but I really (laughs) felt better you know, do us doing those two things with email and with the Google chat thing. So sure. Yeah. And that's, that's boundaries,
2: but you mm-hmm. know, make sure you're, you tell people your boundaries so that yeah. they know to expect that. Um, but that's one perfect.
0: Of my, one of my boys, their teacher, if you message them on the weekend, it will automatically reply, you know, Miss Wilkins is um, with her family this weekend. She will get back with you Monday morning or something like that. Like Yeah. yeah. I, that, that's I great. I love it. Years ago, wow.
1: I really think those social media platforms do a lot to our mental health too. Mm-hmm. Because they look, I mean, that's a highlight reel. We've no. all said it, it's a complete highlight reel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put my picture today on there because. Oh, I think we're going to. Oh, she <laughs> said we're going to. <laughs> Surprise. we no on in here. But, um, you know, that you, you look at other people's life and you think, gee. They've got it all together and really they don't. Oh absolutely
2: not. No. They're just like us.
1: They're just just doing the best
2: they can. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'll also mention, sorry. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, with mental health, sleep. Um, we don't think about this, and because we are so busy, um sometimes sleep comes last. But sleep actually it can affect your memory, your learning capabilities. Um and lack of sleep can also contribute to obesity. So separating that work from home and sleep kind of go hand in hand. Um, if you're not turning it off before bedtime, you're not going to sleep well. You will not be the best version of yourself the next day for your students and your coworkers.
0: Mm-hmm. And yourself. And yeah. yourself, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: And your husband. My husband said, <laughs> when, when are you all going to do a podcast? <laughs>
0: how to treat your husband <laughs> <That was laughs> is he going to be the guest on that one no. <laughs> and, Tim and we, i guess we'll just probably take that day off jacob me too. good what? luck <laughs> yeah. talk all the time now
2: yeah
0: so, oh man we appreciate you
2: yes
1: are you going on vacation today i'll leave um tomorrow Tomorrow.
2: Uh Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And my phone is going to be on do not disturb,
0: I guarantee it. We have been doing something fun at the end of our podcast, throwing out a myth or a common belief or a common saying that we hear in the teaching world or in the real world. We want your help in either confirming or denying it. Our myth um, is that we should be detoxing regularly.
2: Oh, no, no, no. I'll I'll debunk that for you. (laughs) And again, that goes with, you know, the supplements and everything we talked about, all the things that are pushed that are fads. But your body has a natural detoxifier. It's called your liver. And so mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is eat healthy, exercise regularly, and avoid alcohol, cigarettes, and overeating. Well, That's it. You don't have to do the detox.
0: Well, good. So and it's
1: things you get to put on the bottom of your feet that it's supposed to dry. Oh, t- good grief. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. I just, I- <laughs> Please, I mean, you do you
2: if you want to try it, but don't come crying when it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> I'm proud of you, Kim, for resisting. <laughs> I do like Epsom salt baths, though.
2: Oh, I, yeah, I, I do like Epsom salt. I think that that is good. That works. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm
0: doing one thing
2: right. You can do that.
0: You're doing more things right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Lindsay, thank you so much. This is just um great new information and great reminders as we're starting off our new year um, that we need to be intentional to take care of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you did a great job. Thank you Thank so much. You Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, all right, listeners, we need your feedback on the podcast as a whole. So we've been in this business for a little bit now—a very unexpected business, I must say. <laughs> it just happened, but yeah. So we want to know what are you liking and what do you want more of. So, um. We'll put a feedback box up on social media and please give us your input. We want this to meet your needs and um, to be beneficial for you. Yeah.
1: And all as always, please share this podcast with others. That's how mm-hmm. we're that's how we're moving forward.
0: and we want to
1: thank you for listening and being with us today.
0: We hope that today has helped you in some way. Our goal, as always, is to help at least one teacher help one student one day, one time. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful week and see you next Wednesday.